Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey guys, welcome back to Simpin' After Dark. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza. Simpin' After Dark is a podcast where I pick a song and I get into the lyrics, talk about the music, the artist, and I open up conversations about love and relationships, toxic tendencies we may have, how to develop healthy habits, things like that, all that fun stuff pull up tweets and tiktoks that have been on my mind that i need to say some things about and you already know i have lots of those for this episode i'm also going to be talking about Callie uchi today i know i just talked about her a few episodes ago when i had april on the episode but she did drop the album red moon and venus and it is fantastic it is beautiful i've had it on repeat so i kind of have to And I had a video go, you know, a little semi-viral on TikTok where I was talking about Kali Uchi and the Coochies. I think that's what the Kali Uchi stands are called, which is hilarious. Um, They went up for it and they loved it. So shout out to y'all if you're listening today. Welcome. Shout out to the day ones. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to your mama. This is the season finale. I'm wrapping up this season today is season six pretty crazy we just passed 100 episodes i think a couple episodes ago what's a milestone pretty crazy but i'm super excited to do this episode if you guys are kali uchi stands and you know that she just recently was talking about how she is sober now so in honor of that i am drinking a Lacroix today And to be honest, I have not even been drinking on a lot of episodes. I don't even remember the last time I did drink. And you know, I kind of miss it. Like some wine, it sets the mood. It's a fun little vibe. Um, I know I talked about how I wanted to do like sober January and I told you guys I did not do that. But I am being more mindful about drinking. I definitely am drinking less and trying to like keep it to certain occasions or like maybe the weekend only or like for certain like little things 
here and there. I know it sounds crazy, but I used to have like a glass of wine every single night. So, you know, it's a, it's an accomplishment for me. So baby steps. I'm proud of that. Um, I was cracking up a little bit when Kalichi posted about it. because She was like talking about the whole like alcohol comes from like the Arabic word for like soul sucking demon or some shit like that. And I was like, OK, I mean, to each their own. Um, I think there's a much more enticing ways to spread awareness about the downsides of alcohol because there are a lot like alcohol is actually very terrible for you. I'm not about to get here, like get up here and preach about it. But um, yeah, I don't know why that cracked me up. And a lot of people were very resistant to it. But I did see a lot of people being like, oh, my God, I'm inspired. I'm going to do it, too. So that's really cool. It's always a good thing when you inspire people to do something healthy but yeah I love Kali Uchi's I started listening to her back in maybe 2016 or so around there I don't know if I've talked about it before but I actually discovered her through a remix through this guy named Oshi he did a remix of her song Riding Around which is a bop I think it's from her Por Vida EP or whatever that is yeah I heard the remix and I was like oh my god this is so fun and then I wanted to find out who the original song was and then I discovered Caliucci and I never came back so when she dropped Isolation I was super stoked about it the cover art is beautiful I'm still obsessed with it to this day just like that blue and red like the silky vibes it gives me such like Miami vibes like the music I remember listening to this by the pool like she always knows how to just create such a vibe through all the visuals and like the production, everything that she picks specifically for the songs and the album as a whole is always amazing. To Feel Alive EP 2020. That was fun. I'm actually wearing a hoodie of that artwork right now, which is like the girl eating the other girl's coochie. It's cute. That one to me just felt like I was in heaven, but it's like demon time. I don't even know how she does it. It's magical. But that one definitely felt more experimental. And I was like really excited to see her come out of her shell and try new things. Then with Sin Miedo, it was like the Spanish album. I lost my mind. It is beautiful. Still kind of debating whether I like Red Moon and Venus or Sin Miedo better. They're both really beautiful. But I think the more that I listen to Red Moon and Venus, I'm starting to fall in love with it a lot more. It's honestly just like a perfect album. No skips. You know what? I'm going to be honest. There's one song that's not my favorite and I don't skip it because it's still good. So like I'm not saying like fuck this song or nothing like that. But her song with Don Tolliver, who is her man, is not my favorite. And they usually make good songs together. But to me, it didn't really fit the album that well. You know, and I'm sure I'll change my mind. That's the thing about music and being human is that every time you listen to something, you're going to be in a different state of mind, in a different mood, environment. So we'll see. I think maybe that song has a time and a place. It's very cute and like romantic and vibey. And you know what? You you guys know I don't smoke weed, but... This album kind of makes me want to take an edible or like get a little high, a nice high, nothing too crazy, just mellow. I just 
want to listen to this and vibe out because I feel like it has so many little instruments and sounds and things that when you're high you really pick up on and I kind of miss that with listening to music not saying you can't do it without but like something about being high listening to music you just hear it on a completely new level like every time my mind is blown and the vibe of this is perfect for if you want to be a little bit high I'm getting super like oldies vibes, a little bit like 70s because she was in her little 50s bag for a while. But this is giving 70s. There's a song actually that I want to talk about on here that is an interpolation of a song from like the 70s era. The song Love Between, who was originally by the Tempries, I think is how you say it. And the original lyrics are love between a boy and girl can be so wonderful. I love that era of music it's from 1972 Callie of course who we all know is bi or pan I'm not really sure what she is but I do know she likes girls she went ahead and changed the lyrics to love between two human beings can be so wonderful so I love that so much that is freaking beautiful she just made it her own definitely one of my favorite songs I pulled like four clips um Four songs from this album just because I didn't really specifically pick a song. I just like the storyline of it and the themes. So you know how it usually goes when I do that. There are 15 songs. I pulled clips for Worth the Wait, which is featuring Omar Apollo, which I think is my favorite song on the album right now, but just like everything else that could change. But like, let me just go ahead and play a clip so you know what I mean and like why I'm debating whether I want to smoke something and listen to this. I can watch you taught me she's crazy for that I love that line but I'm not gonna get into that quite yet let me just give a rundown about the album so we have the intro which is in my garden it's just like a little spoken she says hello can you hear me I just wanted to tell you in case you forgot I love you so we know immediately this is gonna be an album about love and throughout it there's so many lyrics where you could tell she like does not hold back which is scary if you've been hurt before to think about loving hard like that but it is beautiful and I actually love that people are able to do that I'm always mind blown when I see people like get fucked over or they get out of a relationship and then they're in another relationship shortly after I try not to judge I know I've talked about before we're like if you don't know how to be on your own that's kind of something you should deal with and figure out and I still feel that way but you know once you've figured out what your issues are and you've done that work to get rid of maybe any attachment issues you have and you know what you want out of love and a relationship then why not just be able to you know cut something off when it's no longer serving you and move on and find something that can make you happy like what else are we here on this earth to do other than 
have relationships, you know, that includes friendships and whatever else. But love is like the most pure thing and it's what life is about. Like life would be boring as fuck without connections. And it goes into I Wish You Roses, which I talked about a couple episodes ago, which is about releasing someone with love and knowing your worth, putting your peace first. And then the third song is Worth the Wait with Omar Apollo, which if you have Spotify, I don't know if you guys have noticed. I'm not sure if it's one of those limited things or not everybody has it, you know. But like when you go to look at the lyrics, there's like a second little thing now that you can look at. It's kind of like genius lyrics where it has like quotes from the artist to tell you like what the song is about and all that. But for worth the wait, she says, for me, it was very important with this project to emphasize not only romanticizing your life, but valuing your body and being exclusive about those you share it with. Not being quote unquote easy and making someone work for their space in their life and for your intimacy is something I really wanted to glorify with this album. And this song is the first to introduce that concept. I know I've kind of talked about how this whole new like spike and people talking about purity and like purity culture and how it's just repackaged Christianity, basically, which I don't like messages being sneaky. So I don't like that whole thing, because usually when people talk about that, they're talking about just like not having sex at all. and unless you're married or in a relationship that like oh just don't have sex ever it you lose your value your body is a temple blah 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 look yes your body is a temple and i do agree that someone should have to work to be in your space or at least prove themselves worthy like don't be just like going around fucking whoever just because like they really do not deserve you but with like callie i love that She's still able to express her sexuality and the way that she dresses. And it's just her expressing her creativity. And the difference with that in like when people try to like shove repackaged Christianity and purity culture down your throat is that she's not like shaming people for embracing their sexuality. I think sometimes people don't think that there's a difference or they can't see the difference between like going around fucking everyone and just choosing to like live your life a certain way in the way that you present yourself and I think when we tell people like oh cover up because some people are gonna think you're a hoe it just perpetuates more misogyny and more slut shaming and that doesn't necessarily mean like dressing like that doesn't necessarily mean that you are hoeing around or however the fuck you want to describe it so I'm all about like respecting yourself knowing your worth and like not just giving yourself to anyone And even just phrasing it that way, like giving yourself, it's like they own your body if you sleep with them. Like, that's not true. Like you did something consensual. So I'm all about, you know, not engaging in that with just anybody because there's too many dudes out here with the worst mindset, especially with all these like Andrew Tate wannabes that are just spawning out of hell right now. And I swear if you just would listen to them talk, it would make you not want to like even look at a guy but yeah like while dudes are out there thinking that way i don't think girls need to be sleeping with any of these dudes engaging in hookup culture at all but i am like pro slut and pro dress however the fuck you want to dress and present yourself whatever present yourself in whatever way you want to present yourself it's all about just like creativity and expressing yourself and i don't think that people should shame people for dressing how they want to dress and that's what a lot of these femininity coaches are out here saying i've talked about that endlessly 
this past season, I think. And I don't think I'm going to stop talking about it because it's really fucking irritating and it's really dangerous. It's not just like, oh, it's annoying, like whatever. No. If you think deeply enough about it, they're perpetuating violence against women by trying to put themselves on a certain level and looking down on women that don't dress like them. Like, oh, I remember when I used to dress like a little thotty, like I can never, I respect myself now. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Like, they sound like straight-up misogynist. Um, I'm not here for that, so I'm going to continue to call it out because I do see the allure of following femininity coaches, you know, divine femininity dating, whatever the fuck. I see the allure. They try to sell you on this lifestyle where a man's going to take care of you, do everything for you, and treat you like a princess. And this is why it's dangerous because, you know, there's bits and pieces. And there's parts parts of it is truthful, and you should look to be treated that way by a man. But they're not just saying that. They're entangling all this with misogyny and trying to say you only deserve this kind of treatment if you dress a certain way because if not then you're a hoe and men don't respect hoes and I look down on hoes etc etc like you know you know what I'm getting at but I think it's easy to get sucked into that and then have that just become part of your own subconscious and then you're going to be out here repeating the same things and judging other women without even realizing the damage that you're causing or what the fuck you're even saying so Shout out to Callie for being a bad bitch and not being afraid to show off her sexuality and embrace it and be comfortable in it, but also valuing herself and realizing that not everybody deserves to be up under her at all. Yeah, so the song's called Worth the Wait. Obviously, it's talking about like waiting to have sex and like, you know, you develop a relationship with someone. And if you really like them, it's easy to like just want to jump into it, you know. Feelings are strong, but the more you like wait and make sure that they really like you for you and you like them for them, it's going to be worth it. So she gets a little freaky with the lyrics in verse one. You kind of heard the end of it on the clip I played. She says, the mirror is on my ceiling so I can watch you top me. 
Deep in my knees, I got weak. Baby, you know I'm a freak. Want to get naughty, nasty, and treat you oh so right. Every day and every night. I can't get rid of you like gum stuck to my shoe. Don't say you got to go. Baby, take off my clothes because I got something to show you. Show you the things that words cannot say. Show you is worth the wait. I think you deserve a taste. So with that, you should also be prepared and know that not just because you make a guy wait means that he's a good guy, quote unquote. I fucking hate that term. It's just so like, ew. But like, it doesn't mean that he's a good person or has your best interest at heart or that he's even valuing you because he's waiting. Like, not not to try to like scare anyone, but there's plenty of guys that talk openly about this. So I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. They are with a girl that like, you know, she's promising them it's going to be worth the wait, and like, you know, either till marriage or until they're like locked in or whatever. Uh, he could still be fucking people on the side, whether it's like a fuck buddy or just random girls or talking to other girls, whatever it is. So doing all this has to be for yourself. And of course, there's a certain layer of it that's going to be there to try to weed out guys that are only trying to fuck you. But that's why it's so important to emphasize that sleeping with someone does not decrease your value. Because even if you go about it the right fucking perfect way, you make them wait, all that, it doesn't mean that someone can't use you or stop talking to you after that. And you shouldn't beat yourself up about it or feel like shit about it because you keep hearing shit about purity culture. Like, there's only so much you can do. You can only do so much to protect yourself. Other than abstinence at that point or celibacy, whatever the difference is. But that's also why I don't think you should wait till marriage to have sex. Because you don't know what the fuck this guy was doing. And then you get married and now he has sex with you. And now it's like the whole Madonna whore complex, which I talked about before. But more specifically, I talked about it last episode with Ceci. So just a recap or if you've never heard of it. The Madonna Horror Complex is just this weird phenomenon with men where they can't really see a woman as a whole full person. It's either like, oh, I love her and she's like, you know, the Virgin Mary, beautiful and I cherish her. But he's not, he doesn't view you in a sexual way or desire you in that way. So then he's out here lusting after women that are desirable to him but he doesn't really respect them as humans as a whole. It's like you're one or the other. I'm not saying this is all men at all, but when you're trying to like use this, like, oh, no sex before marriage or like purity culture rhetoric, sometimes you can attract men that are using the same rhetoric to their advantage and to your disadvantage, unfortunately. So like always to each their own, I'm not shaming anyone that wants to wait until marriage. I'm not trying to scare nobody. I'm just trying to say why it's kind of stupid to feel like holier than thou because you have a lower body count or because you don't fuck on the first date or because whatever it is, like it's not really up to anyone to tell another person that they don't respect themselves because they're doing something that they're choosing to do consensually. I find that very weird. So just wanted to put that out there. And then verse two is really good. She says, most people don't know how to love. That's why they're empty. Nothing will ever be enough. That's why they envy. Got to be careful with my heart because I love deep. Quit telling me you want to put a baby in me. If your affection for me is truly only skin deep, I don't want to end up just another broken family. You would never do that to me, would you, baby? 
So yeah, that verse really kind of sums up my thoughts about everything. I feel like she's on the same page. Most people don't know how to love. That's why they're empty. Nothing will ever be enough. That's why they envy. When people like place their values on external things or on like not doing this or that, all that shit is outside of you. It could be, it could change. It could be taken away, taken advantage of, whatever it is. Love for yourself and being secure in yourself, that has to come from within. I actually just saw a TikTok. A girl was kind of talking about like red flags for like these neo-spiritual people that usually leads to like an alt-right. It's a pipeline. You know, a lot of this new age spirituality, it's a pipeline to alt-right ideology. And the way that you could kind of tell is when they talk about spiritual things, a lot of these things are external versus internal. So that's a really good red flag to look out for. They're trying to say like you could be spiritual by like waking up to the matrix and realizing all these things outside of you, blah, blah, blah. Like that has nothing to do with spirituality. Spirituality and awakening, enlightenment, all that has to do with your inner self and waking up on the inside and seeing the darkness in yourself, the ugliness in yourself, acknowledging those things. Because once you're actually enlightened and like awakened, whatever, you recognize that everybody's connected and everybody's kind of a mirror and whatever you know, if you hate something about someone, it probably has more to do with something you hate about yourself. And when you're attracted to someone, like when you like really fuck with someone, it's probably because you see the good things about yourself in them. So that's why it's important to love yourself, to see yourself in others, the good parts, and to be empathetic about the bad parts. But to just be wise enough to like stay away from things that don't serve you. But when you're like focusing everything on the external and conspiracy theories and like purity culture and judging other people and putting people down, like you're fucking empty as a fuck on the inside. And I think that's, I don't know if that's what she meant by all this, but to me it all ties in. I can connect the dots that people like that don't know how to love. They're just kind of regurgitating all these ideologies and using it as like a blanket to mask all these issues within themselves that they don't want to get in touch with. That reminds me also of last week when I talked about TQG with Carol Jean Shakira. There was that line about like putting makeup on a wound, how you can still feel it, but you can't see it. It's kind of that same vibe. Like with Callie saying, gotta be careful with my heart because I love deep. She's just acknowledging that she's open to like opening her heart fully and letting someone in. And that's why she has to be careful because she's not trying to do this surface level love where it's like, I love you because you have no bodies or because X, Y, Z, all this like dumbass red pill shit. And then she says, quit telling me you want to put a baby in me if your affection for me is only skin deep. Definitely got to be careful out here because a lot of dudes really only care about you to a certain level and they only love you skin deep. And they love you because you're pure and all this bullshit instead of loving you for you and getting to know you on like a spiritual soul level. Like you might end up married and have a baby with someone because, you know, it's like this guy picked you because you only had like you were a virgin or you only had a certain number of bodies that was acceptable to him. And now it's like Madonna whore complex is kicking in for him. 
He could cheat on you. We hear about this shit happening all the time. Like the most like pure couples. And like, are they even really happy? Like that shit is only skin deep. That family could still be broken even if they don't get divorced because they're against divorce. So just anything purity culture, like repackage Christianity. Be careful. None of that guarantees true fucking love or security or long-term happiness. So that's just my take on that. Like always, no offense if you are Christian. I'm not saying nothing about Christianity. I'm just saying like the secrets, like sneaky messages that people are trying to pull these days. I don't fuck with that because it's just like shaming people based on a crazy set of rules that not everybody needs to follow, you know? I think we're all human and we just need to focus on loving each other and being loving and being accepting. So yeah, that is a bop. I love it. And then the next song directly after that is Love Between, which is the one I was talking about where she did an interpolation of a 1972 song. She changed the lyrics to be more inclusive. She changed them to Love Between Two Human Beings can be so wonderful instead of Love Between a Boy and Girl. So I think that's so fucking cute. So beautiful. Let me go ahead and play a clip of that. You know what I So you know what I mean? The vibes are very 70s soul music. I love it. So the song only has one verse. She says, where would you like to spend eternity? If I bring you into my world, you'll never want to leave. If you take away my air, how am I supposed to breathe? Tell me why would we be here if this ain't meant to be? You know where to find me. Go on and call my number. I'll pick up. Yes, I will. I just love how just like about love this album is. I know I rarely talk about songs that are like mushy and gushy and all fucking lovey-dovey, you know, just because it feels more relevant and important to me to open conversations about the shitty side of relationships and just how to navigate that. But, you know, I always find a way to talk about that anyway. But I do love me some love songs like trust me, like this album is up there for me. And it's just always so nice to have new songs to like dedicate to your boo or just to think about them, just getting your feelings about. So this one is just like perfect. And I love that like it's gender neutral and just can be from anyone to anyone. Like it's just so fucking cute. And this bitch really does love hard talking about if you take away my air, how am I supposed to breathe? Like she is so in love, head over heels. And I think that's just like the best way to love. Like there's really nothing you can ever do to prevent someone from cheating or leaving or whatever the fuck. All you can do is be secure in yourself, love yourself and love freely and whatever happens, happens. And then just trust yourself and know that you'll be able to handle it and deal with it because you know how strong you are. I think it sounds very scary to love so deeply because you just picture yourself like being devastated or falling apart if shit doesn't work out, you know, like there's always that thought of like, fuck, like this is going to suck. But that's why I think it's so important to do all the fucking work before you can 
think about getting into a relationship. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Because if you're not healed, you're not going to be able to, like, go out there and be, like, ready to love deep and just, like, bare your soul to another person. You have to do the work because it's, like, not even worth it to fuck around with someone and, like, try to fall in love or get into a relationship if you haven't healed and you're scared and you're always looking over your shoulder and you're having to, like, check their every move or whatever, you know? And I've been there. Like, that's why I'm saying I talk about it all the time. Once you're healed, that's the best love that you can find. Just being able to fully trust someone. That confidence only comes from knowing that you will be able to handle it because you've been there and you've done the work and you love yourself just as deeply. I just literally posted a tweet, I think, on Instagram. Oh, so this girl on Twitter, at underscore Leo Venus. Oh my God, like me. I have Leo Venus. Shout out all the Leo Venuses. She said, really understanding that people can only meet me as deeply as they've met themselves has been transformative. I no longer internalize the misinterpretations of others. I no longer over-explain trying to get my views across, just observe and place people in my life accordingly. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. You can only love someone as deeply as you love yourself. You can only know someone as deeply as you know yourself. And I think it becomes easier You know, it's still hard, but it becomes easier to like even think about cutting someone off if they're not showing you love the way that you know that you're reciprocating it or giving you what you deserve. It becomes very easy to just be like, all right, like it's all love. I release you. I wish you roses. But uh, goodbye. Gotta go. This is not for me. And then you move on and then you're in another relationship with someone else, you know. So that's like back to what I was saying about, you know, 
sometimes we judge people that jump from relationship to relationship. But maybe they have done the work where they know like they want a relationship and it didn't work out with the other person, you know. Sometimes you get stuck in relationships because, you know, it was good at the beginning and then you're scared to cut them off because you've already invested so much time. But you shouldn't be scared to cut someone off. Like, who cares how many years you've been with them? Like, unless you're married, then it's like, okay, you got to work some shit out if it's nothing crazy. Like, if they didn't cheat or nothing like that or, like, it's nothing abusive or, you know, everyone has their own boundaries. So if it's something you're willing to work on, okay, but if you know it's a fucking boundary and they keep pushing it and just not giving a fuck about your needs or respecting you, then cut it off. Who fucking cares? You may think they were your soulmate, but apparently not. Or maybe they were and now they're not anymore. And now there's another one out there. Like, it's okay to be by yourself and it's okay to love hard and you shouldn't feel ashamed for being with someone and then moving on and loving somebody else. And then the bridge is just, you make me happy. You make my soul smile. So this bitch is head over heels. We love it. And the next song is All Mine. So if we're looking at it kind of chronologically as a storyline, you know, she's with somebody. They're all in love. And now in All Mine, it's like the problems arise. And like that always happens. Like that's completely normal. That's like the normal cycle of a relationship. And in this case, it's like bitches trying to like get at her man. And she's just like super confident in herself and she's just like laughing at them, which is amazing. And that's the way it should be. And the only way it could be like that is if you have vetted the person you're with, you trust them and you know you're going to be good if they were to flip. I know a lot of times, especially on TikTok, I'll see like girls post videos or TikToks like being so confident that their man would never cheat or whatever. I saw one. She was like, no, my man would never. My man would never. And, you know, everybody's like, be careful with the he would never. And I think a lot of people are just like jaded. They've been hurt. I think most people have been there where you are like, he would never. Oh, my God, my man would never. And then like he did. So I think people get scared when they say people say that. But sometimes people take it too far. Like in that TikTok, her comments were just flooded with girls just like basically cursing the relationship. Like, ha, watch, you just jinxed yourself. Like, watch your back, sis. So people take it way too far. Like, sometimes people are just really confident in their relationship. And like I said, if he does flip, if she was wrong to be confident in him, then oh well, she'll just leave him, go find someone else, be single, whatever the fuck she wants to do. Like, the chorus is so funny. She just says, all mine, that's all me. Every time I see you smile, that's all me. And if they thought they had a chance, I'm sorry, but there just ain't no way in hell that's all mine, all me. And also, there's a little bit, I think there's a little bit there of, like, the trying to convince yourself that they're not going to cheat on you. Because in verse one, she says, I hate your phone, throw it away, wish it had never even been invented. What if for now we just pretend the world don't exist? What if we never kissed? I guess there's just no turning back now. So she's like starting to have those thoughts, you know, like the paranoia sneaks in after like the high of the honeymoon phase fades away. Reality sets in and you're like, oh, shit, like I'm vulnerable. This person could hurt me. And then you see them on their phone and you're like, who the fuck are they talking to? Why are they smiling at their phone or whatever? So she's getting in her head about that a little bit. And I think she's kind of trying to convince herself. And sometimes it works, you know, like fake it till you make it. Like if you're feeling a little bit paranoid, 
you know, you can talk to them and then they'll be like, what are you talking about? I would never do that, blah, 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 whatever. But sometimes you do need to give yourself a pep talk. So I think this song is a little bit of a pep talk, but it's a really good pep talk. And it makes you feel like a bad bitch. Like, you can never fucking take my man. Like, even if I gave him to you, like, he wouldn't want you. And the next song is the one with Don Tolliver. It's called Fantasy. Like I said, it's my least favorite song. Not saying I hate it, but it just feels a little bit out of place. Or maybe it's more of like it's like the perspective of the two lovers. Like he's in the world now, so it's just a little sneak peek. But like, no offense to men, but they just can never match lyrically. Like when a bitch is pouring her heart out. We all know that time Big Sean hopped on None of Your Concern and she was like pouring her freaking heart out about being suicidal and shit. Like, it's a good fucking song. And then he hops on the end trying to be like, just talking about how this is the sex. That's it. You know, it's a little underwhelming. It's a little embarrassing. Personally, I would have been like, scratch his verse. I'm releasing it without it. It wasn't needed. It's really good. Like the flow and everything meshes. But lyrically, it just wasn't living up to what she was giving. I don't know if that was on purpose. Maybe. I doubt it. But maybe. And like for this, it's just like Callie's been pouring her heart out. And, like, the more I look at the lyrics, it's giving maybe, like, they're starting to have a little bit of problems, but they're just trying to, like, dance it away, like, not focus on the bad and just be all up on each other. You know, it's a, it's a cute little bop still, but I just wish maybe Don Tolliver would have delivered a little bit more lyrically. Like, there was nothing that really stood out to me. And the next song, Como Te Quiero Yo, I love that she is bilingual and that she is doing the whole spanglish thing like full on i fucking love it so much like being bilingual is such like a unique experience like specifically just like like when you mesh the language like spanglish like the way she just goes in and out of it just seamlessly it's so dope and i don't even speak spanish perfectly and i think that's why i love spanglish because i just i i do speak spanglish at home and my mom always makes fun of me because i'll just say like the dumbest shit like making up words in Spanish that just sound like the English word, you know? But the intro, she says, Dicen que no me conviene to fall in love with you. It's too late to close that door. Which just translates to, they tell me it's not smart to fall in love with you or like it doesn't benefit me to fall in love with you. Honeymoon phase is over. They're starting to have a little bit of problems, but they're learning to work through it, which is normal. Like everybody goes through that. And like my favorite line in all of this song is just I want I want you constantly, eternally, unconditionally because we got issues. Everyone does see no I drama, no I amor. If there's no drama, there's no love, which is just funny. Because, you know, just like a little drama adds a little spice. It's fun to like learn somebody's I don't want to say argument language, but like, you know, like not a love language, but the way that somebody deals with conflict or disagreements it's definitely like a whole little dance that you do like in a new relationship when you first have like your first issue or start having problems or whatever you have to learn to navigate that and it might be different for everybody like every new relationship is not going to be the same because it really is a dance it's a back and forth so you have to learn it specifically and like tailor it to that person in that relationship so, you know, like the drama adds a little bit of spice, but not too much so that it's like damaging the relationship, but enough to where like you're learning to get past that. And it's just it's bonding and you are learning each other. 
and the relationship does get stronger. And I'm not talking about no fucking cheating or nothing like that because, you know, we always see those like those couples that are like, oh, it made us stronger, blah, blah, blah. And like they're talking about crazy, crazy shit. Then the next song, Hasta Cuando, is also doing the whole Spanglish thing. And on this genius annotation, somebody said, in what is seemingly a sequel to Caliucci's viral 2018 track, Dead to Me, off of her first LP, Isolation, Callie paints a picture of a past lover who is jealous of her success and lying on her name. She makes sure to tell them that even their new girl would want to be her. So yeah, keep talking shit because she's living lavish. (laughs) I love it. But yeah, that's interesting that someone said it's like a sequel to Dead to Me. I could see it. I like that. I like when artists do kind of like the mirror song or like a continuation. And she definitely does talk her shit on this in verse two. I know all the girls love this one. She says, whatever makes you feel better, paint me as the villain if that makes you feel better. Make everyone hate me if that makes you feel better. Whatever makes you feel better. Your girl talks shit about me just to feel better about the fact that you're still obsessed with me years later. At the end of the day, she eat my pussy if I let her. At the end of the day, she trade lies with me if God let her. So whatever makes you feel better. She ate with that. It really is a continuation of Dead to Me. I feel it because I've wanted to do Dead to Me before just because like to talk about, you know, letting like someone go from your past. I mean, like you're fucking dead to me. Like I'm not talking about you. Like if I want to hear from you, trust me, you'll hear it from me, you know. And this one is just like, damn, you're still fucking talking about me. Like, let it go. You even got your new girl talking about me. Like, holy shit. Like, that's crazy. Let it go, bro. So endlessly is after that. It's just her kind of reminding her man, like, you better love me right and love me good. And I will reciprocate that to you. Like, I fucking love you. Like, she wants to do this forever, endlessly. And the next song, Moral Conscience, is so beautiful. The intro, she says, one thing about karma, that bitch will find you. And then the chorus, when you're all alone, when you're all alone, you'll know you were wrong. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. So on the little Spotify thing, I was talking about where she like talks about the songs she was saying that she originally wrote this about a family member but if you read the lyrics like it could definitely apply to just anyone that's done you wrong whether it's an ex-lover or whoever like the lyrics are perfect like karma's gonna get you bitch like you really did me fucking dirty and i hope you could sleep at night but i know your conscience is eating you up like no matter how you try to play it off you know Because, like, people will really do you fucking dirty and try to, like, I feel like the shame makes them try to act like it's all good and, like, they did no wrong and, like, whatever. Like, it's all good. But if you are a fucking human being, like, that conscience, your conscience is going to eat you up and you're going to be scared that karma is going to get you. Because when you do, when you fuck somebody over, do them wrong, like, yeah, you're going to get yours. So that's what this song is. It's a fucking bop. She does this like crazy high like note in there. I don't have a clip of it, but if you know, you know. Her voice has really matured and just like consistently gotten better over time. I love it. Like at first, she was always good, but her voice was more low key. But I think she got a lot more confident and started experimenting more with like um, in definitely in isolation. But to feel alive EP, I think she like started going more ham with the falsetto high notes and all that. And like this was a new like damn Kelly. Okay. I love it. 
Then we have an interlude called Not Too Late. She's basically just saying, it's not too late. If you love me, let me know. I love in verse 2, she says, Cuando te vi, sentí por fin que encontré algo real. Me encantan esos ojos cafecitos con azúcar. So cute. In English is, when I saw you, I finally felt that I found something real. I love those brown eyes with sugar, but it's like the cafecitos, like the ito. Like, I don't even know how to describe that, but it just, it's like a cutie. Like, it makes the word, like, cuter. It's like little cutie brown eyes. I don't fucking know, but I love it. And, like, she is so funny. The last the last line of verse two, she, like, she's just talking in Spanish, and then she says, Vea mi cintura y este culo natural. Me quieres comer el pussy, se nota. Like, she's so funny. She's talking about the my waist and this natural ass. You want to eat this pussy, I could tell. So she's just literally, like, so confident in herself, which I love. She's like, you'll never find anyone else like me. Like, I know you fucking love me. It's not too late to admit it. And the next song I have a clip of is Blue, which is also like up there. One of my favorites. It's so sultry and just the mood kind of changes with this one. This is where like the problems are getting real. Where like she's starting to feel that he's getting distant. It's called Blue. It's like our love is blue. It's like sad, sultry. We slowed down a little bit. It's really, really good. Let me play a clip. Such a fucking bop. I love it so much. So you could just like tell from everything. She feels sad. There's like some brass in there. I don't know if it's like trumpet or fucking saxophone. I am not a musician or an instrumentalist. I don't play no instruments, sadly. But you heard that shit and it just makes it so moody and good. I just feel so dramatic listening to it. Like I just want to like, you know, like throw my hands on my forehead and like throw my head back you know like oh no Callie but anyway first one she says I'm not broken yet but sometimes it sure feels like it when you treat me like a stranger how do you get cold so fast because there ain't much to make me ever walk away guess I love you way too hard but you're breaking my heart with your body language want to feel your hands on my waist like my heart just breaks for her and this is such like a cancer song you know she's a cancer But in general, I know every girl can relate just because we're so just intuitive and just in tune with the tiniest changes in body language. I think we're so in tune with it that sometimes guys will be like, nothing's wrong, like you're tripping. And they don't even know that something's wrong because they haven't even confronted it. But as a woman, you know, because like they're off something, something is off. So it's like, you know, before they know, even though like their body knows, that's why they're acting different, you know? Yeah, so the song is so sad and so good. And the chorus, because what's the point of all the pretty things in the world if I don't have you? Yeah, there's no point of much anything in the world if I don't have you. I guess that's my own fault for making you my world. Now all I feel is blue. 
she got too caught up in her feelings now and she's like fuck what am i gonna do like i made this man my world so that's why it's so important to have balance and never make someone your world but going back to just loving freely and trusting and knowing you're gonna be okay it's also okay to feel these things like feelings are you know like they pass so realistically she's gonna be okay she's probably just fucking dramatic and i think as women we are dramatic and her being a cancer like she's just very dramatic she's very in tune with her feelings and she feels everything so deeply so right now she's fucking sad because you know he's her everything and she wants it to work but he's sending her mixed signals the world is crumbling but it'll pass and i'm sure she knows that and just anyone that goes through that it's okay to be like oh my god i'm falling apart i think it's like so fucking okay to just express things and get it off your chest and be super dramatic and theatrical and extra as a fuck write it out write a song sing your freaking heart out whatever you need to do to feel better you don't need to act like oh my god it's all good like yes you'll be fine when the time comes and you will be strong and you will be good but you know like let those feelings out it's not good to keep shit in Verse two, that fucking phone again. She says, ice cold, acting funny with your phone, and now I can't control my attitude. Sorry if I ruined your dinner party. Got my things together. I'll go home. I'm praying God will send me an angel. Will the angels bring me back to you? Every single second missing you is painful. I know I could go and find someone new, but they would never be you. Now all I feel is blue. So I know everyone relates to that, you know, being thrown off by someone, whatever, whether they're being shady on their phone or just being cold or distant, whatever it is. And now you can't stop being snappy or being too quiet or having an attitude, whatever it is. And, you know, it might be a little bit immature. You need to like talk things out. But like, you know, after you've already been like, who are you texting? Why are you always on your phone? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just you're not getting nowhere. You tried communicating. So sometimes attitude is all you have left. And I support women having attitude like no one's getting hurt. They should fucking fix the problem then if they don't want you to have an attitude. If you try talking about it already, you know, and it comes down to trust sometimes when it's the phone thing. But even if they're not texting someone, like if they're just constantly on the phone, like that is fucking annoying. Like I am going to have an attitude if you can't put your fucking phone down. Like you're here with me. Let's connect. Like pay attention to me. Me, me, me. (laughs) Speaking of me, me, me. Carrie Foe dropped a song called like Me or Selfish or something. I can't remember what it's called, but she's rapping about me, me, me. And it's a bop. If you're trying to like get in your selfish bag and just focus on yourself, like go listen to that shit. I love her so much. She is so underrated as a rapper. Yeah, so she's confident. She knows she could find someone else. But, you know, in the moment, she's just sad and like they don't compare because right now this, this person you would move on to is hypothetical. And when you love someone, you can't even imagine loving someone else the same way so i feel it i love that song so much i think that's my favorite now the omar polo one can be number two i just am a sucker for sad songs what's wrong with me and then we got deserve me featuring summer walker i think all the baddies were waiting for this one it did not disappoint the beat is so fucking fire i don't have a clip of this sadly But yeah, the beat is great. It was cool hearing Summer Walker on something different. I feel like I've never really heard her on something like this. So that was really fun. She killed her verse. And her and Callie just like sound like angels together. It was the perfect duo. So this is just like both of them talking about how they don't deserve them because they're not acting right. 
and they're slipping up and they're just talking their shit. Verse one, she says, back on the road, you just had to make it harder than it already was. Damn, that sucks. Imagine you're fighting, having problems, and then they go on fucking tour. Like, that's fucking crazy. I would cry. The chorus is really good. You could, like, really tell she's sad. She says, I like it better when you're gone. I feel a little less alone. You know I never needed you. Didn't deserve me. You don't deserve me. You see the world through tired eyes. Deep down, you got to know you're wrong. You know I never needed you. So the you see the world through tired eyes is a good line. There's a genius annotation here where someone said, who's the contributor? Recycling program. Interesting. They said, Caliucci's maybe alluding that her lover sees the world through an often dim and pessimistic lens. When eyes are tired, they often see dim and blurred, not taking in the full picture. This may also be a nod to Sweet Darkness, in which David White explains that when the poem subject is tired of the world around them and are no longer appreciating the view i feel like that sentence was a little weird but you get the gist you know when you're tired and you see the world through tired eyes you're not getting the full view you may be a little bit like pessimistic about things just over it if you're not seeing the full view you can't appreciate the full view and i think that's what she means by it where it's like she's trying so hard and like he can't even understand why she's fighting so hard for this because he's just like not in it as much then summer walker says you don't deserve the love i give you make me want to take the pussy back you don't even know how to act i don't deserve the shit you put me through like you don't know that you're lucky make a cute dude feel ugly like i got time for calling you like what you doing watching you like how you moving but i think i just might fuck you one last time to be sure if you walk through that door So I love that they both like know their worth. They're like, I don't have time to be checking on you, checking your every fucking move, asking you what you're doing, who you're texting, blah, blah, blah. Like that is exhausting. That is not even a fun relationship anymore. You can only do so much. You can only try so hard. But if you're like having to like chase after someone, no, you got to go. So they're giving their lovers one last chance to make it right or they're going to be gone. The bridge, Callie says, don't come creeping through my window. I know that you kept your key. Now my love ain't what it used to be. You just don't get it. Or maybe you just got used to me. That's so sad. How can you get used to Kelly Uchi? What the fuck? How can any dude get used to their girl? Like you better fucking remember you have a queen, bro. And she says, do you know how many motherfuckers want this pussy exclusively? You ain't the only one trying to be the only one. Wise up, man, because you're looking real dumb. Exactly. Real fucking dumb and stupid because you know fucking better. You want to be fucking lame. But yeah, that's crazy. The chorus, I like it better when you're gone. I feel a little less alone. Like, that's sad. If you're having more peace when you're by yourself, because you could just at least be on your own and do whatever you're doing versus being with someone who makes you feel alone and you're having to feel, like, anxious and, like, detached and far away, then you're better off without them. And all you can do is communicate that, you know? You popped off with some attitude. They don't care. Still not changing. Okay, well then I'm gonna leave. Bye. The outro, you know it. You're so manipulative. I need you to know you're so manipulative. You know it. First you're bitter, then you're sweet. Yep. So that's manipulative. If they're like just being bitter, 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 and then you call them out, and then they're sweet for a little bit, and then they're back to bitter, bitter, bitter. They're manipulating you to stay because you're telling them you're gonna leave if they don't change. So they change for a little bit. Mm -mm -mm. No, that is not a fun dance. Let them go. 
keep the game and cut them off. And then Moonlight, if we are taking this as like a chronological storyline still, it seems like their problems are being taken care of. She's like, I love that you make sure I'm okay. I just want to get high with my lover now. Like, no small talk. Like, let's get to the business. So it's a really catchy song. It's a beautiful song. Super cute. The cover art for it is fucking amazing. It reminds me of like some like vampire pulp art which I'm obsessed with. So so now she's just trying to basically just chill and get high with her lover, put their albums in the past, which perfectly leads into the last song, Happy Now, which is upbeat again, still has kind of like an oldies vibe to it, still dreamy. Like she's really just mastered her like brand and her sound and her craft. Like everything that she makes is just like so Kelly. And apparently she was on like a Twitter spaces, I believe, where she said that Steve Lacey was supposed to be on this fucking song and he would have been perfect on it. I'm really fucking sad, but maybe next time. So the chorus is, can we be happy now? Want to be happy now? Baby, if you miss me, you should text me. Won't ever forget me. You won't promise you'll take the stars out the sky, make them all align just for us. And then the verse, she says, cosmic conditions conspired against us because you and me got chemistry. But what's with our timing? Guess it's better we never rushed. Our spark turns to flames. Don't gotta listen to a word they say. It was never their business anyway. Let's you and me start over today. Be happy. That's pretty much the song, which is cute. Like the whole album as a whole. So it gives a vibe. You know, you start a new relationship. You get some problems. It's the fucking normal cycle of a relationship. As long as it's like no crazy shady shit happening then yeah, like you can choose to be happy, let it go, like passes in the past, like let's just be happy now, let's choose to be happy, who cares, everyone has their problems, like I love you, you love me, but that's so funny, I'm gonna use that now, whenever me and my man fight, I'm gonna be like cosmic conditions conspired against us, baby, but let's be happy now, (laughs) like that's so funny, so cute, I love it, I love just like romanticizing everything and just mystifying everything, making everything just like cute and cosmic and the stars and the moon like you know like it's just fucking cute and this album is really beautiful and i'm glad that they are happy now and they got through their problems and figured it out so let me play a clip of that just so you guys get the vibe good i love it so that's the album i feel like i went forever i hope you guys liked my comments and interpretation of it all right so now i'm basically just going to be kind of wrapping up um like i said this is the season finale so there's not going to be episodes for a while i'm not sure exactly when i'm going to return i need to just like handle some shit and start planning the next season but i do want to touch on some things from Maybe some previous episodes or probably just last episode that I wanted to expand on or like if I didn't really 
get to make a point. Sometimes I'll just be talking and then just go into like a whole other tangent and then I'll be like listening back like I never fucking finished that thought. So like firstly, um, I know I was talking, we were talking about me and Ceci, we were talking about like birth control and stuff like that. I just want to say like, please use birth control or like just be smart. Have have safe sex, please. Like even if you are in a committed relationship, you never fucking know. So get tested and use birth control. But I did want to talk about, because I did mention that I had gotten an abortion before and I tried to get an IUD because when you get an abortion, they're usually like, all right, let's get you on birth control. So I made an appointment for the IUD and I'm not sure if I've talked about it before, but I'll just talk about it since it has to do with everything. Um, my experience was horrible. They weren't even able to get it in. The pain was like 10 plus. Um, it was two nurses and they both like took turns trying to do it and they couldn't do it. I was like about to pass out. I went in the parking lot after and just like cried. Like I was traumatized, even like talking about it after, like I would cry every time that I talked about it, even talking about it right now, just like, ugh. like my body tenses up like it. It, it remembers like it was legit traumatizing terrifying like so fucking painful oh my god but yeah they just said that like my cervix like the angle it's at or like it's too small or fucking something I don't even know so then they wanted to reschedule to get me to like a hospital so that they could use um like anesthesia I think or like numbing or something for the area and they were saying they were like gonna put a needle up my freaking vagina and put a needle in my cervix so i made the appointment but after like it all set in and i was like freaking crying and shit and i realized like i cannot do that and i literally canceled my appointment like the day before because i know like there was no way i was like fully committed to going and then just like i fucking chickened out yeah because like they literally gave me like i think like a 50 milligram tylenol or something stupid like 10 milligram i don't even fucking know but it was so dumb. Um, I know a lot of people have had experiences where it was completely fine. But I just saw a TikTok recently of a girl talking about how she had to go in for a biopsy to check for cervical cancer or something. And they didn't give her anything. And they were just like scraping on the inside like to get the samples. And she could just feel everything. And she was also traumatized. Like, she's, like, crying on the TikTok. And I literally, like, started crying because I was just, like, oh, my God, this is so sad. I feel so fucking bad. I don't know why, like, healthcare for women, like, is treated like a joke. There's so many stories of women just being in pain and being traumatized by the freaking OBGYNs or whatever the fuck. Like, getting IUDs removed. Like, those are horror stories, too. Like, that shit sounds so fucking painful. So, yeah, it just, like, we want everyone to have safe sex and use birth control, but it's, like, the options are so fucking trash. Like, the pills fuck with you, first of all. Like, I've heard horror stories, you know? It's, like, not even just, like, weight gain. Like, I'm talking about, like, depression and mood swings, like, crazy shit. I've heard of people that were on birth control when they met their partner and they were with them for years and then they got off birth control and then they didn't like their partner anymore. And supposedly it's, like, I don't know if it's like pseudoscience or not. It sounds real to me, but like birth control can like inhibit your like intuition or something to do with chemicals and pheromones and shit like that. Where like your body does tell you if someone's right for you or wrong for you. There's little things and you really have to like know your body, but I believe it. I should have Googled it to like know better, but yeah, it's just 
there's so many just crazy side effects for so many factors. So just be smart and take care of yourself. I know birth control is like a freaking crazy subject. It's very nuanced, but yeah, I just wanted to say like use birth control because that conversation just kind of happened and then just ended really quickly. And then also I said I was going to talk about today. Last week I was talking about um, when you get a crush, does talking about it make it like better? Like does it make it go away or does it make it more intense, like worse? I couldn't find exactly what I had originally read. It was honestly years ago when it was probably on Twitter, but I did Google it and um, I kind of Googled it more with like, is it okay to have a crush when you're in a relationship? Like, is it cheating? Whatever. Cause that was more of the, the conversation that we were having and pretty much everything I found said like, it's fine and it's completely normal and a crush should pass like within like a few months tops. But I did also find, which confirms what Ceci was saying, that if you're in a relationship and you develop a crush, it's usually if you're going through a rough patch in a relationship. So that definitely makes sense. And I also read something about how sometimes when we have a crush, it's important to like analyze like why, like what are the feelings we're feeling? Like what exactly about that person are we crushing about? You know, things like that, because it can kind of show us maybe what we're missing in our own relationship and then that can be beneficial to your relationship you know like don't go cheat and be with that person don't fan the flames don't make it worse don't be around them by yourself in a situation that's going to make it bad for your relationship like be smart obviously and respectful have boundaries but it can help your relationship if you like dig into like the why like maybe what's missing maybe we should talk about something but I did just watch Eyes Wide Shut the Stanley Kubrick film with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman from like 1999, I believe. I was watching it with my mans. It was his first time watching it. It's one of my favorite movies. So I was like, we have to watch it. And his mind was just like blown. If you haven't watched it, some spoilers, I won't say like anything too crazy. And you should still watch it regardless. It's an amazing fucking movie. And it literally ties in perfectly to this whole thing that we were talking about. Not the crushes, but with the whole Esther, Esther. I cannot say her name, Esther Perel. The conversation about how long-lasting relationships, for relationships to be long-lasting, both partners need to have their own separate private sex lives. I think what it was more talking about is like, you know, like the fantasy aspect of it, which we talked about, me and Ceci, how, you know, fantasy is a loop. And the thing with like affairs and cheating is people fall for the loop, they fall for the fantasy, and then they break up with a partner and then they get with a new partner and then they're like, what did I do? So tying that into the whole theory of a private sex life and the movie Eyes Wide Shut, which is about like a couple where Nicole Kidman's character tells Tom Cruise's character, who's her husband, because she notices that he's never fucking jealous, but he's very flirty with other women. And she kind of is too. They're at a Christmas party and she's dancing with his man and he's off with these two bitches all night. And she questions him and he just like blows her off. Like he's like, you're tripping. No. And then he's like, I saw you dancing with that guy. She's like, oh, you're never jealous. He's like, no, I'm not jealous. And she's like, why not? And he's like, because I'm secure. I trust you. Like, blah, blah, blah. Because I know you and like a lot. She's like, really? So you're not scared? You don't think I'm desirable? You don't think I would cheat? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, no. And she, like, just wants him to be jealous. It's a bid for connection. It's her, like, wanting him to, like, make her feel good and still feel desired. So even if he's not jealous and he trusts her, which is a good thing, 
like that was his chance to make her feel better and he didn't so then she kind of takes it too far but it sets up the whole movie to where she admits to him some fantasy that she had like a couple years ago with some man and how like she just wanted to fuck him so bad and thought about him all night when she fucked her husband she was thinking about that man the whole night one time all this shit he loses his mind well like not in the moment but he can't get that out of his head like he's picturing them fucking like the whole day like he can't let it go and it just reminded me of this whole thing where like fantasies and like having a private sex life should keep it to yourself that's the thing about it being private and for like a relationship to be long lasting and for all of that whole concept to be beneficial to a relationship it has to be private like him knowing that is not gonna help it made her feel better in the moment but it probably made things worse and i won't spoil anything else about the movie just watch it but um yeah he did not need to know about her fantasy i think fantasies are normal i wouldn't go as far as like thinking about someone while you're having sex with someone like i guess there's personal boundaries different things that people would feel comfortable with not that that's something you could ultimately control but i think you know if your partner respects you they'll respect your boundaries but that movie is like a perfect explanation of why like the private fantasies need to stay private and how like their relationship was fine she had that like little crush that weekend when she saw that man she fantasized about him and it passed she never actually did anything she didn't act on it she still loved her husband and it was fine so it really emphasizes how she even mentions there's this line that i was like wow that's perfect she talks about how when she was like crushing on this man like fantasizing and lusting about him or over him whatever how at the same time her love for her husband she's like telling him my love for you had never felt so like tender and real and sad at the same time but like so deep and blah 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 and like you know it's it's kind of teetering the line of like well it's kind of fucked up it kind of reminds me of the whole thing where like guys will cheat on their girlfriends and then call their girlfriend up and be like i love you so much baby so now girls are suspicious when their man randomly calls them being all lovey-dovey because they're like why the fuck are you acting like this i think there's something to it the way she's talking about it where she at the same time she wants this man she's fantasizing but at the same time she's like loving her husband so much but there's a little bit of like sadness to it like maybe it's a little bit of guilt but i think there's something to that where like if you have a private fantasy or something private sex life whatever it is not cheating though you know it strengthens the bond in the relationship it makes you want them more you know you can't do everything in your life together you need to remain separate in order to keep the relationship strong and that also kind of ties back to a conversation i was having with kerrigan when we were like talking about like interdependence versus codependence because um that was another conversation where we didn't really wrap it up the way that i intended so i could talk about it now i think you can't be independent while you're in a relationship in a healthy relationship you're still interdependent and you're there for each other you can depend on each other for like things that you should be able to depend on each other for but you're not codependent where like you need them to do everything with you and you can't be without each other and you can't even have girls night because your man's up your ass or like you can't hang out with the boys because you want to be there too you know like it's important to remain a level of independence for the relationship to be healthy 
And I think that all has to do with like the private sex life, you know, because if you're still like having private social lives, like that's good too. And that'll strengthen maybe like your social bond, but having private sex lives will probably strengthen your sexual bond in your sex life. I'm not a fucking expert or a therapist, but it's just all tying together and it makes sense to me. So yeah. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. I feel like I just talked forever. My throat is low-key starting to hurt a little bit. Um, Yeah, but I feel like it was all good topics. I feel like I definitely touched on all the things that I wanted to touch on from the last episode. And I had a lot of fun talking about Kali Uchi's Red Moon and Venus. Amazing album. So excited for her to drop the next album in Spanish. I think the next one's going to be all Spanish. It's phase two coming soon. Super excited. Um, shout out to Wild 7 Studios for hosting Simpin After Dark always. Make sure to go check them out on YouTube. Subscribe. All of my old episodes in full, like in video format are on there. They have a Simpin After Dark playlist, so go check them out. I think April has like all of season like three and four up or something like that we're working on getting the rest thank you guys for being so patient like this is a completely independent podcast here like shout out to wild seven for real for helping me upload all that shit and having my back and helping with all this amazing gear and for helping me to continue this podcast and grow it and shout out to everybody for listening day ones new listeners if you are new i have a shitload of old episodes so go check those out because i'm gonna be on a little mini hiatus i'll still be active on instagram but i'll probably mostly be active on like tiktok so keep up there i'll be trying to post new content there stitching shit i'm always trying to still talk about stuff so yeah see you guys soon Oh yeah, my Instagram, Ash underscore Friday underscore or Simpin After Dark on TikTok, Twitter, and IG. Um, yeah. Shout out the coochies. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.